It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, we got a lot to talk about on the show today. It's been a while, but Dave Meltzer is going to be joining us in the second segment of the show, talking about all of the stories in the newest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. We'll also take your phone calls, emails, text messages, and more. Whatever's on your mind today. Had a lot of time over the last couple of days to go over a lot of news, but things have kind of slowed down a little bit. We do have a UFC pay-per-view this weekend, but SummerSlam is over. We got a while before All Out. We got a while before SmackDown goes to Fox. We got a while before AEW goes to TNT. But yeah, anything you want to talk about here today? We do have the SmackDown ratings. Ratings, in fact, are up over the last couple of weeks. And decent numbers for Raw and SmackDown. Raw was up on Monday. SmackDown was up on Tuesday. Although not quite as not quite as well as usual in terms of retaining viewers from Raleigh, seventy nine percent. Usually it's about eighty four percent, but we can talk about that. Also, Conor McGregor, you'll never guess, in trouble again. He punched some dude who refused his whiskey, I guess, and another... Anyway, victim described as elderly. Conor McGregor punching out elderly men. We got another title match added to week three of AEW television. We have another one of the individuals, teams actually, that Filthy Tom and I faced... Not actually getting an AEW deal, but they are getting a Ring of Honor World Tag Team title shot. So we'll tell you about that here today as well. New trainers at the Performance Center. Update on page. Really whatever is on your mind. If you want to give us a call here today, the phone number 844-411-5411. That is toll-free, 844-411-5411. And you can send your text messages to 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com is the email. At Brian Alvarez is the Twitter. Semper Vivi joining us after the break. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live.
Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't compromise your visibility with streaks or smearing on your windows. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. We'll even install your new blades while you wait. See better and drive safer. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Okay, let's go. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired need home improvement money visit moneynow100.com if you need fast cash for any reason go to moneynow100.com good bad or no credit at all go to moneynow100.com you could get up to five thousand dollars as soon as the next business day go to moneynow100.com on your phone tablet or computer type in the address bar moneynow100.com that's moneynow the number 100.com When is a calculator more than a calculator? When it takes me from solving math problems to exploring the universe. Staples is your back-to-school destination. Find all the supplies and inspiration you need. In-store this week, get a Texas Instruments TI-84 graphing calculator for only $89.99 or a TI-84CE graphing calculator for just $99.99. Find all the products that add up to a successful school year. Staples, back-to-school and beyond. In-store only ends 8-17-19. Limit two while supplies last. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Lots to talk about here today. If you want to give us a call, 844-411-5411. That is 844-411-5411. Text messages, 425-780-7566. Got a lot to get into here today. SmackDown ratings up 4% coming off the... SummerSlam pay-per-view, 2.164 million viewers on the USA Network, seventh for the night on cable in total viewers, uh, first in the 18-49 demo with a .67 rating, 
And last year's show, 2.437 million viewers, down 14% from that. SmackDown retained 79% of the Raw audience on Monday. So what that means, obviously, is that some people... I'll tell you exactly what that means. The SmackDown viewership this year was way down from last year. And part of that is there are fewer WWE Network subscribers this year than there were last year. And also, the actual number of people who purchased SummerSlam on pay-per-view, those numbers down. I don't know the exact percentage here, but it was fairly sizable. So there was just a lot less interest in SummerSlam this year. Now, what that means is less people were interested in buying the show, but as far as finding out what happened on the show, I mean, there was interest. Basically, people didn't watch the show, and so they tuned in to Raw to find out what happened. And once they found out what happened, uh, well, we didn't need to tune into SmackDown to find out what happened. So that's basically why it wasn't 84% as it normally is the Raw versus SmackDown viewership number. But still, both better numbers. Still down a lot from last year at this time, uh, but not down as much as it's been a couple of uh, weeks ago, actually. There was, a, there was a time where, you know, the SmackDown viewership was down like 20% year over year. And this week, the viewership, I think, was down like 5% year over year. And it was only down 5% year over year for last week's show as well. So I wish I could remember the term that they used in the investors call. I mean, it was so funny. They're down year over year. But what did they say? It was something like we've we've uh, our year over year decline has improved. I think was was it was something like that where like we're down, but we're doing better as far as being down because we're not down as much. That was like their their big uh, uh, celebratory deal in the investors' uh, call. But anyway, Ms. And, uh, misses 1.009 million viewers. Uh, down 5% from last week, but still the second highest total of the current run of seasons, uh, run of episodes. So it's August 15th right now, and we're a few weeks away from the start of football season. So if, you're, if I'm WWE, now's the time that I try to shoot some angles Uh, Build some interest. Hey, start a King of the Ring tournament. Because once football starts, I mean, these numbers are not going to be good. This is not going out on a limb. Let me tell you something, everybody. These numbers are not going to be good when football starts. You know, maybe they should do that all the time. That way, when things that come around every year like football happen, you'll be a lot more ready for them. You know, I think they should... Maybe stop with the the WrestleMania malaise, and I know people can say that they tried afterwards and everything. It's, I mean, come on, I mean, this is good. This is not. This hasn't been a short term thing. This has been a problem for a long time. Remember all the people they brought up at the end of last year and all of that stuff. It's just been a continuous cycle of not being able to step up to the plate and celebrating not being down as low as you ever have before. I mean, yes, I, I guess if you'll need to spin that to, to people on conference calls and things like that, but it's it's really nothing to celebrate, and it's like, okay. I mean, they really need to be – there can be no celebration. There's no still no positive spin you can put on these numbers. There's just not. You know, it's just grab your lunch pail and go back to work because that's all you can really do. They're, they're, they can't celebrate. They can't pat themselves on the back. They can't – 
look at football and say, how are we going to counter-program that? They can't look at AEW and say, I wonder how that's going to affect us. They just need to do what they need to do and what they're best at, put their nose down and just continue to grind. And will the results be any different with still being the, the final portal that, that spews everything out? You know, maybe, maybe not. But they cannot worry about anybody else or anything else. Anytime they do that, they just – they can – cut their nose off to spite their face. You know, when things have always been the best with them, it's been because they've been humming. And you can point to outside things that they've been fighting, whether it be WCW or whatever, but the time they were most effective against football, they were doing their very best, and they were the ones that were causing everybody else to look at them and go, what are they doing, not reacting in kind? Let's go to the phones here on the air. What's going on? Hey, Brian. I think this week's SmackDown ratings are really interesting because they've only got six weeks left until the move to Fox, but they've done nothing to change the perception that SmackDown is a B-show. And even with the 4% bump, the Raw retention is down because Raw got that much bigger of a bump. And what do you think they can do in six weeks to turn that around (laughs) since they haven't done anything with drafts or anything like that? Kidding me. Well, a couple of things. Uh, first off, like, if you reversed Raw and SmackDown, SmackDown would have gotten a bigger bump because the, the bump was a result of being the day after the pay-per-view. So SmackDown coming two days afterwards, I mean, it's just not going to happen. I mean, SmackDown being on Fridays, I mean, they're never going to get a pay-per-view bump because they're that show is going to be five days after every pay-per-view. Now, as far as, like, saying they've done nothing to make it seem like uh, it's not the B-show... I, I don't know if I agree bit. with that. I mean, yeah. Roman Reigns is all over the show. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, the McMahon storyline. It's obviously uh, shorter because it's a two-hour show. But, I mean, this superstar... What did they call that stupid thing that they were doing that they totally gave up on? The, the wild card? The what? Wild card. The wild card. A stupid wild card. I mean, they've given up on that. I mean, it's just like everybody's on every show now. And the funny thing is, like, at the beginning of this year... I made this prediction that during the draft, like, SmackDown wasn't going to come out of the draft looking like the A-Show. And I was right. Now, I had another prediction. And my other prediction was they were going to do another draft right before they went to Fox. And then they were going to load up SmackDown. It does not look like that's going to happen. In fact, Dave says that the idea is actually right before they go to Fox, the wildcard thing is going to be over. And we're going to have a brand for SmackDown and a brand for Raw, and nobody's going to be jumping back and forth. Right. Which, do you guys remember why they did the wild card? Why did they do the wild card gimmick? Because the numbers stars. sucked. Yeah. And so it was an idea of trying to get the big stars on both shows and try to boost the ratings. So you're telling me that when you need ratings at their highest, when SmackDown moves to Fox, that you're going to you're gonna end this wild card deal where guys just go show to show and you're just going to have a SmackDown brand? I mean, what they're going to do, everybody, is what they've announced. They're going to continue doing what they're doing right now. And by the way, I thought SmackDown was a very good show. They're going to keep doing what they're doing, and they're going to promote the 20th anniversary of SmackDown. They're going to bring back a bunch of stars for the first week on Fox. And hopefully, we said this before, but seriously this time, hopefully they've got a big angle on that show. Hopefully they've got an idea on that show. Because we have learned from the last Raw reunion show that if you don't do anything on that show, 
then the number is literally exactly right back where it was the week after. They didn't retain one of those people that came back to see Raw Reunion. Not one. So they better have something on that first SmackDown show. Otherwise, I don't know. It's going to be... I don't think it's immediately going to FS1, but dude, they better have a plan. Because 2.164 million viewers on Fox, I mean, they ain't making it till the end of the year. There's no way. 3.164 million? Possible. Obviously, if they go higher than that, they're going to be fine. But 2.164 million viewers on Fox in prime time on a Friday? They ain't sticking around on Fox. Back in a moment with Dave Meltzer, Wrestling Observer Live. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words. Buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day and if you call right now you can test drive our amazing vector vest system risk-free for 30 days for just 995 800-584-2519 800-584-2519 800-584-2519 that's 800-584-2519 This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back, neck, knee, and wrist pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you, but the deadline is fast approaching. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. You heard right. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace. These items may even be covered by Medicare or your private insurance. The Health Alert Hotline is your brace company. These specialized braces have been tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to 
determine your eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or Medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost. Don't wait. If the deadline passes, you may lose your opportunity to get a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace at little or no cost to you. 800-430-9571. That's 800-430-9571. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Dave Meltzer joining us here today. Newest issue of The Observer is up on the front page right now. Got a lot to talk to Dave about here today, so let's start with this. I'm sure you've been hearing about this all day. Did Dave tell you what was on his wrestling war radar gun yesterday? You had everyone talking yesterday. We, we, um, it, has, it hasn't happened yet. It's happening. So we just have to wait? you have any hints? There were blanks fired, not shots then. What? It hasn't happened yet. It's, ha- it's happening. Well, is there, a, is there a hint for us? Is this an AWWE thing? I mean, presumably well, asked yeah, it, right? Yeah, WWE, everything is, yeah. Yeah. That's all you're going to tell us for now? Yeah, until it happens, yeah. All right. All right, fine. Uh, so Sarah here went through all of the star ratings in the Observer for the entire G1, and she put together the averages. And have you seen this yet, Mike? Do you know who the MVP is for the G1? I do. I do indeed. I'm, I'm sure. I wonder if Dave knows. Uh, I'm sure he's got a pretty good guess. Uh, do you know Dave? Well, I mean, Ishii was voted MVP, so I well, would assume. there you go. Is she? I mean, Ishii and Osprey. When it comes to star ratings, I mean, I, I worked on that last night. They were the two highest. Well, the uh, yeah, Ishii was the highest. An average. This is his average star rating for the G1. Everybody, four point five six stars. Which is incredible when you consider that um, he had um, Toriano and Taichi in his block. Um, you know, the, the A block guys had an advantage because they only had Fale, and then they had all those awesome guys to work with. So, yes, that's absolutely incredible. Well, the um, thing is for the blocks, like in the B block, there were only two wrestlers that had a star rating average over four, and that was Ishii and Takagi. In the B block, or the A block, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Basically, seven out of ten. Yeah, virtually everybody except Kenta, Fale, and Archer. All of Kenta them. Wasn't, Kenta wasn't far off. He was a three point eight six. But yeah. so no, the A block. The A block was the greatest block in G one history this year by far. Yeah. Um, putting putting the numbers together, and the B block was great. The B block was the B block was the equivalent of of. Um, um, I don't know. Like it, it, the B block was not as good as the A block last year either. Although Ishii and Takagi were, you know, incredible. So now here's the big question. You know, since Hall of Fame season, don't ask about the King of the Ring. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Should, should Ishii be in the Hall of Fame? I say so. I was just I about so to ask that question. That was the question I, I was going to ask. I've been thinking about it. I said, because when you're, when you're, to me, if you're one of the best workers in the business of your era. You should be in. And I don't think that there can be any arguing that he isn't. You know? Dude, forget it. He's one of the greatest of all time. He's one of the he's greatest the, I have ever seen in any era. And, and, even, and think about this, too. We're watching, I think he's 43. 
we're watching him at 43 like this. I mean, how many guys, how many guys at 43 are at this level? I mean, in history, I, I can't think of Rick Blair wasn't the only one I can. You know, Tom Hoshi's close. I can't think of anyone. AJ's not close. So yeah, it's. I think I, I think a lot of the guys in this year's. I think a lot of the guys in this year's G1 are are are, are Hall of Fame wrestlers though. But I think you should, I, I think the same thing, which is weird because. I don't expect him to get in. I don't even expect him to come close. But I like when I think about it, it's like, how can he not be? Well, hey, after this year, you may be surprised. I may be Dave, surprised. It'll be interesting. Let me draw a little bit of a parallel because Shingo is, uh, you know, certainly is a Dragon Gate Hall of Famer. But his trainer, or at least one of his trainers, uh, Shima, is also, you know, up and was up this year to to be a member of the Hall of Fame and obviously didn't get in. But I mean, do we? Do you have to look at him as part of this era, too, and the influence he had and the fact that when Dragon Gate guys are, are so good, they are spectacular and what they do timing-wise and everything else? Do you think he deserves probably more of a look maybe than people may think right now? I think he deserves more of a look. Um, I think he's. I think that he's a, a real candidate, a better candidate. I think that he's a better candidate than he got credit for. I think Abushi's a better candidate than he got credit for because I think that a lot of people see Abushi as this kid, not realizing he's 37 years old, and not realizing he's been one of the best. Now he, even more than Ishii, he's been one of the best for probably a decade now. I mean, you can't say oh, he's only had like five years. I mean, he's he's been great in the ring for a decade, and the last several years he's been a legitimate major draw. You know, so you can't hold that against him either. So I mean, if you look at, um, you know, the the, um, you know, the, I mean. He's not the only reason New Japan's business is up by any means. But when you consider they've had two major hits when it comes to talent, you know, one which was the Nakamura and AJ, you know, and Gals and Anderson, and the other one was the Kenny Omega, you know, leaving. Um, and they increased in business both times afterwards, which really speaks a lot to, you know, the big four, which right now is Okada, Tanahashi. Abushi and um, Naito. Do you have another go one, Mike? No, good. All right. So, yeah, I also want to talk about Conor McGregor because we always have to talk about yeah. Conor. <laughs> uh, punch an old man who wasn't even looking at him. Sucker punched him on the side of his head in a bar and uh, dragged off. It's on TMZ if you check it out. I mean, is there anything to say, really? I've been telling people for God knows how long, probably a year, the guy's completely whacked. Um, he's the victim of too much money and, and everyone covering up for him. And that's what happens when you're whacked and, and everyone's covering up for you. And, yeah, what, what else can be said? If he was anybody else, he'd be in jail. But, you know, um, but, yeah, he's, he's got some real problems. Just watch the video and it was just like... Just bizarre. I mean, he's in this bar. It's like all old people, by the way. It's all old people in Conor McGregor, and he's drinking. And I guess the story, because there's no audio, so we don't know. But like the story is that he asked some guy to drink. I don't know if it was his whiskey, I presume. And the guy refused, and so he punched the dude. And his handlers drag him out. And I mean, is that the end of the story? Is there any more on this? I haven't heard any more, but it's it's crazy. What do we got for the UFC show this weekend? Daniel Cormier and Stephen Miocic and um, Pettis and um, Diaz and um, uh, Yoel Romero and Paul Acosta. So it's three big matches on top. Um, it's a strong card. It's 
uh, probably the strongest marquee card of the year. So Dana said that if John Jones and Cormier want to fight again at 205, then he's cool with that. If, if, well, if he's going to be cool. If those guys want to fight, of course he's going to be cool with it because it's the biggest money fight he can put together. Well, sure, but he was pushing for heavyweight. He was pushing. Well, logically, you know, he, he wants John Jones to be a heavyweight because he's still got that notion that heavyweight is the money division, even though it isn't. Um, and also, I think that, honestly, if I'm Daniel Cormier, I want to fight heavyweight because I want to fight at my best weight. But Daniel Cormier's mentality is I lost 205, so I've got to get it back at 205. I mean, it's a... It's a different mentality than everyone that's around him has. Everyone that's around him wants him to fight, to fight at heavyweight. And, you know, if John Jones accepts, fine. If he doesn't, um, at 205, you know, the guy's going to be cutting a lot of weight. I, I mean, he's probably going to come into this fight 240 to 250. You know, that's, and that's fighting weight. That's not walking around. That's training. That's after a training camp. Yeah. So, it's, it's, so the idea of, of coming back in whatever it would be six months at 205, you know, that's going to be awfully, awfully tough on him to, to make that weight. If he loses this weekend, if he just happens to lose the title, I mean, does that hurt this fight at all, or is it Jones Cormier so it doesn't matter? I don't, think he, I don't think he'll fight John Jones if he loses. I think if he loses this fight, he'll retire. Um, a lot of people have suggested that he should retire, that he shouldn't have taken this fight, uh, especially with the bad back and everything. Um, and, and I wouldn't argue that. I mean, he's accomplished every. He has nothing to gain from this fight, really. He, he knocked out Stipe Miocic. Stipe has not beaten anyone since that fight. He sat out the whole time. Um, I mean, it's a big, big payday, and obviously that's part of why he's doing it. But, you know, he said, you know, he's got a big future ahead of him as a broadcaster and in other entertainment fields. And I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, there's, there's like too much to, it's not like he'll, it's not like he's going to lose a lot. But there's the risk. You know, he can get knocked out. Easily he can get knocked out by Stipe. Stipe's a great fighter. He hits hard. Um, so, you know, um, I mean, Daniel's the favorite because of what happened in the first fight. But I don't think the first fight is, is a good judge of the second fight because the first fight, all it was, you know, up until the punch landed, nobody had any kind of a great advantage. Nobody dominated the other guy. And then Cormier hit him with a punch. And that's heavyweight fighting in the sense that, if Cormier hits him with a punch, yeah, he'll go down. And if Stipe hits Cormier with a punch, yeah, he'll go down. And that's the fight. That's, you know, as far as we know from what we've seen. You know, I mean, people will look at first-round knockout and go, oh, he knocked out in the first round, which, you know, he did. But it wasn't like he was pulverizing him from the time the fight started and just brutally beat him. He just landed a great punch. And maybe, you know, and, and you know, again, you know, I, I see this as a, as a fight that could go either way. Dave, you said at other entertainment venues, what are the chances down the line, Daniel Cormier and and who knows, uh, who else could end up at the Royal Rumble or something like that down the line one day? Is that a possibility with Cormier even a little bit? Daniel Cormier being in the Royal Rumble or announcing the Royal Rumble? Well, announcing for sure I could see that, but what are the odds he actually gets involved? Like like Kane, he wants to put on a mask and be involved too. You know, his childhood goal was, was to do pro wrestling. Um he said he's not interested at this age in doing I, – I mean, I could never see him going on the road and being a pro wrestler at all. I mean, as far as like a one-shot deal as a, as a run, you know, as a guy who – if he announces, okay, if he's, if he's an announcer, then jumping in to the Royal Rumble like, you know, Taz has done and stuff like that or, or Lawler or whatever, I, I actually could see that. I, I could – to me, that actually makes a lot of sense. 
All right, we have to do a break. Dave, I want to thank you so much for doing the show here today. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. At Indeed, we understand that when it comes to hiring, it's important to have a large talent pool to choose from. But sometimes too many good options can be overwhelming. That's why Indeed doesn't just give you access to a large pool of job seekers. We also offer screener tools that let you instantly narrow down your search. Hone in on hiring with Indeed. Experience Indeed for yourself today and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting at Indeed.com promo. Terms and conditions apply. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. You know, listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month. One audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more. All professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post, delivered daily to their Audible app. With that convenient app, members can access Audible anytime. Start listening today with a 30-day Audible trial. And your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash fish. Or text F-I-S-H to 500-500. That's audible.com slash fish. You're a pro. You've got a bathroom remodel and clients counting on you to pull it all together. Lots of good reasons to count on the Home Depot. Find complete coordinated bath product collections. The latest trends and designs from top brands like Delta. It's easy to pull together an amazing look when you know where to look. The latest collections from Delta, in-store or online. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Elber is here, a Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. This person here says, listening to your SmackDown review with Filthy Tom this week, you mentioned the Revival is being set up for a tag team championship match against the New Day. 
Okay. What is New Day not champions? They are champions, right? Yes. He says, so what's the point? What's the point of this text message? What did I get wrong here? Help me out, buddy. Yeah, I don't even know why I read that, but I did, because now I'm baffled. I like to get answers here on this show. Thanks, boss. I understand Buddy Murphy made Roman look good, but please explain why Roman does so little in the ring. Maybe three moves per match. Superman punch, spear, no suplexes or holds. What are you talking about? He did the, the deadlift into the sit-out powerbomb. They did all sorts of things in that match. You know what he doesn't do? Kevin Nash hair flip. His work rate sucks, this person says. I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. God, I had people in WWE saying, was that the best match Roman's ever had? And then I guess someone asked Dave, and Dave was like, oh, of course not. And I was I was actually wondering what has been better. I'm sure there have been uh, better Roman Reigns matches, but, I mean, not a lot of them. That match was great. It was, yeah. I mean, Buddy Love had to, in fact, Buddy Murphy is, you know, really good. It's who you're in there with, but... I mean, he was really fun. Who about who cares? I thought it was one of his better matches in a long time. So I'm I'm fine with that. And if more matches were on TV were like that, I'd be completely fine with it. This person here says, while you don't need to be a great or even good wrestler to be a great teacher, why did they why did they hire Kendo Kashin? Well, all I know is that he was there earlier this year, and he did a stint as a guest trainer, and then they hired him which tells me that he must have done a very good job as a guest trainer and people liked him. So, there's your answer. Yeah. Uh, it's I'm 2019 is crazy because I if you would have told me that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it's some just nuts, absolutely nuts, but he's he was always a hybrid guy. He was always, you know, and he had real fights if you go back and look. Kendo Kashin actually had real legitimate fights. He may have had one in Pride Bushido. I can't even remember at this point. But, you know, he he submissions and kicks and all that sort of stuff, as well as being a, a, a pretty good pro wrestler, certainly not the best of his era or anything like that, a personality and a character that is was polarizing as well, too. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it just it is kind of wild, but... I guess everybody's got to come off the market at some point, the way things are going. I mean, look at today with um, uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard becoming aligned with MLW, and, and I don't know if this affects the, the wrestling school that he's got with Kane down there in Knoxville or anything like that, but certainly you know, when MLW is, is going to be as much uh, uh, or more than anybody, they're going to need talent that is unsigned and unfettered. And if they can get that and start getting that from Tom Pritchard and, and get assistance with that, they, they could certainly use it with the competition they're in with. You know, I... <laughs> so I'm on the WWE page. This is the list of, of WWE Performance Center coaches, okay? We got the former A-Train. We got Sarah Amato. We got Shawn Michaels. We got Norman Smiley. Who, by the way, needs to go to a chiropractor because he's so crooked in this picture. We got Terry Taylor. We got Robbie Brookside. We got Steve Carino. We got Serena Deeb. We got Scott Garland, Scotty Tuhati. We got Johnny Moss. That's the list that they've got right there. Okay. Isn't Pat Buck there now, too? Uh, he's there now, too, yeah. But anyway, so it's it's so weird to me. That, yes, you do not need to be 
a Shawn Michaels, one of the great workers of all time, to be a good trainer, okay? Like sometimes people that aren't very good at wrestling, they can actually be really good trainers. Sometimes sometimes people that are really good at wrestling, like I think Shawn Michaels said this. Like he said, I don't even I don't even know what I'm doing. Like I don't know if that's the exact term that he used, but like he just was so great that he just went out there and did it. And he really wasn't able, he felt, to to express to another person. Pat Buck, by the way, a producer, not a trainer. Right. But he, he really wasn't, like, he didn't feel that he was able to explain to another person how to do what he did. Now, maybe that's changed, but, you know, as far as I know, he's there one day a week, and he does video feedback of matches. And and maybe he's, he's good about that. He does agenting work for TakeOver. But anyway, so, like, Norman Smiley's been there forever, and if you recall, like, Bill DeMott was the head of, of developmental for a while. And, hey, listen, maybe maybe Bill DeMott was good. I mean, if you talk to the people that worked under Bill DeMott, they'd say he wasn't good, but that's another story. But, anyway, point of this is, what's weird to me about WWE and their trainers is this, okay? I'm going to throw out Norman Smiley's name. So I watch Norman Smiley every week in WCW, and, like, he almost never has a good match. And it's actually not his fault because he does a screaming Norman gimmick. And it's, like, all hardcore BS. And they're just lame, hardcore matches. And they suck. And it's like, oh, God, my God. Now, when the rare times on Nitro when Norman Smiley actually does, like, a real wrestling match. Like, there was one uh, a few months ago. I can't remember who he was wrestling. But it was like, that was a great match. And Norman's, like, a really good wrestler, okay? But... The really good wrestling that I saw at a Norman Smiley, it was very good scientific technical wrestling. And the point I'm trying to make here is, if you're a company, and this is nothing against Steve Carino or Norman Smiley or anybody else. It's just a, it's just a point I'm making here. If you're a company that demands everybody do a very specific kind of WWE wrestling, why would you ever hire anybody who does any other style to teach at the performance center? Like Steve Carino, I mean he's a, he's a very good he's a very good wrestler wrestler, but I mean most of what he did is just like hardcore stuff. I mean he was most famous for that. And Norman Smiley mostly did lucha and and BS hardcore stuff in WCW. And you know Robbie Brookside's going to do a very European style. Everyone there. The thing they do best is the thing that WWE never wants to see on their television. It's so weird to me. Am I wrong about this? Uh, yes and no. But it's like when they had Dusty Rhodes and Steve Kern and guys who were able to emit, you know, emotion and who were able to cut great promos. And then you bring them up and you yeah, Dusty in charge writers. of promo class. Yeah, and you have writers write things for them. So it's kind of the same way. I mean, you would obviously in the real world select these people to do the jobs that they're doing. But, I mean, we've talked about this with trainers in WWE for a long time when Ricky Steamboat was down there. When this person or that person, it's like you just throw your hands up when they go up to the main roster or where they're put in positions and they've gone through the Vince filter. And it's like, well, what was the point of any of that? You know, I, I don't see how any of that training rubbing off or any of that that, that schooling or – 
or that touch rubbing off the same way you you would see it in people past with others that had trained them or worked with them. I mean, my point is like, okay, yes, it's a brilliant idea to have Dusty Rhodes be the guy running the promo class. He's one of the great promo. He's one of the greats of all time in terms of promos, provided that he's able to like help people with it. Okay, that's all fine and good, but like. Nobody's allowed to cut a promo like Dusty Rhodes, so why bother? Why don't you just hire, like, when Randy Orton retires, like, why don't you just have him run the Performance Center? He is is your stereotypical WWE wrestler working a WWE (laughs) style. If that's what you want everybody to work, why don't you have a guy like that do it? Would you shut up, Mike? You know, you know what the point I'm making. Him. Somebody opens the door. He's got his feet up. He's smoking a cigarette. It's like ten o'clock in the morning. Like, okay, kid, I you don't get know. my I, point. I can't explain now. How I about do Roman it. Reigns? Hire a Roman Reigns, a guy who is just a WWE lifer who does a WWE style. He knows exactly how they want the WWE matches to be done. Have him run the Performance Center. I mean, Norman Smiley can be the greatest lucha-style wrestler in the world and be a great teacher, but like. Brian, who is their Steve Lombardi? Who who should be in charge of the performance center? Would it be Dolph? Like who who would it be? Uh, you, well, Dolph always got in trouble for doing too much. Well, so that's true. Be him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But just like your generic WWE WWE wrestler, like if that's what you want everybody to do, to me, that's who you should hire. If you're going to hire all of these guys, they're going to show them like different things from all over the world. Then they should be allowed to do that stuff in their matches. They should have different kinds of matches, right? Well, or at least different guys should have different kinds of matches. You know, if if Brookside has got a great touch with one or Regal and they can do some of the things that those guys did in the ring, let them do it. Let them incorporate it into something. Same thing when it comes to promos. You know, again, this why does Bray Wyatt get over, at least in the short time that he does? Because it's completely left field different. Same thing with Brock. Same thing with a lot of people. You don't want everybody off the reservation, but you still need to have something different about each person and something that, you know, that some fan might get into. The other thing, too, about teaching. I should talk to all of, it, all of this about Lance, but... So Sean always said that he didn't think that he could explain to people how to do what he did. And... I interviewed, when he was Brian Danielson, I interviewed Daniel Bryan on the show many years ago, and I asked him about training with Shawn Michaels at the Shawn Michaels Academy. And he even said, he goes, I said, what was it like training with Shawn Michaels? And he said, honestly, like, me and Spanky would get in the ring, and we'd just, like, beat the hell out of each other, and he'd sit there and laugh. Like, that was the training. But the funny thing is, everybody that came out of Shawn Michaels' first class when he was the trainer was awesome. Michael Shane. So I can't explain any of this. Well, and you know, look, it's like Ted Williams uh, was the, well, Rudy Boy Gonzalez has probably got a little something to do with that too, since he was in the ring with them, I think, you know, on a regular basis. But like Ted Williams, you know, baseball, he was a horrible manager with the Washington Senators and things like that. And he was one of the greatest baseball players of all time, but it's the same sort of thing. Not everybody. No, it's different. I'll tell you why. why. What I'm saying is it's like if you had a baseball team, and you hired like a Hall of Fame basketball player to be the head coach. Oh, and he's well, like okay, going to yeah. teach him a bunch of stuff that they're not allowed to use on the baseball field. That's, that's true, what I'm saying. That's true. But I was just talking more like when Shawn Michaels can't explain it. There are just, you know, there are plenty of great players who they make terrible coaches, terrible managers because it's either they can't explain it or they really just don't know what it is. And it's just that talent that took them. This person here says Daniel Bryan said he, not Shawn Michaels, but Daniel Bryan, made a horrible teacher. 
well, maybe he did make a horrible teacher, but like anybody can learn to, te- I shouldn't say anybody, but like you can learn how to teach. I mean, you know, if you've never you done it before, teach. I mean, it's not like you can just walk in and teach something. I mean, there's, there is an art to teaching. By the way, you're going to push the jujitsu school. Yeah, chance right there. This person says the Miz should run the PC. Sure. Hey, if that's what you want, Eddie, if, if, if Miz is like your stereotypical classic WWE wrestler, he knows how to talk to the media, he cuts the kind of promos that they want, he does the kind of matches they want, then, yeah, he should be running the PC. That's my point. The, the, Mike, the Mike Mizan in public relations. They got the Mean Gene film room. They got this, they got that. The Mike Mizan he should in, be uh, running something PR there. training He center. should have a class there about dealing with the media. Great. Fine. If I had a dealing with the media in WWE class, I'd have Miz teach that class. I sure is. I sure wouldn't have Seth teach it. I, I could tell you that much right now. <laughs> Did you have Randy teach that one? Back in a moment, Observer Live. To the people who thought I was gon' fly Y'all are part of the reason I ain't gon' stop Against the odds I went hard until I popped Came from the bottom and now I'm standing on top I had dreams and now they all coming true Not too long ago it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky Pat Boone here for Swiss America According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517 Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV Ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV Ears. When you wear TV Ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV Ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. 
Attention business owners. Are you struggling while waiting for your customers to pay on their net 30, 60, or 90-day invoices? Can't get a business loan? Have no equity, bad credit, or maybe no credit at all? Then you need to call AmeriFactors right now. AmeriFactors will give you cash for your invoices and there's nothing to pay back. We simply buy your account receivables and if those clients don't pay on the invoices, we take the loss. We give you funds based on your account receivables, not your credit. And 98% of all applicants are approved. It's that simple. With AmeriFactors, there's no more waiting for your customers to pay. We give you the funds up front, then we wait for your customers to pay us. Fund your business today. Call AmeriFactors right now. 800 847 1183. 800 847 1183. That's 800 847 1183. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Semper on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. AEW has announced first defense of their women's title taking place at the Leacor Center in Philadelphia, Wednesday, October 16th. Tickets for weeks two and three of AEW TV go on sale tomorrow at noon Eastern. So we'll know a lot tomorrow by the time we go on the air about how the second and third shows are going to do. I do not expect immediate sellouts, but they're smaller buildings, so I think eventually they... They could potentially sell out. So I think Boston might. Is Boston 6,000? Is that how small it is? Somewhere around there. Yeah. And also a Hall of Fame tag team set to challenge for the ROH tag titles later this month at the August 25th Honor for All show in Nashville, Tennessee. The Rock and Roll Express what? will be challenging the Briscoes Uh-oh. for the ROH World Tag Team titles. They're sanctioning this? If you watch that last show with the ladder war, uh, Risco's coming off that to face the Rock and Roll Express, who did in fact dude. beat myself and Filthy Tom Lawler. So they're no joke. No, and you know who? We'll see how this who, goes. The Briscoes already had a run in with the Rock and Roll Express at the beginning, opening round of the NWA World Tag Tournament. Did not end well for the Rock and Roll Express. I have a little bit of fear here. All right, everybody, we're out of time for today. I want to thank you all for listening. we got all sorts of great stuff up on the front page. The New Observer is out right now if you want to check that out. All of the news from the past week, wrap-up of the G1, and everything else. I'll be back later on tonight with Vinny, and yes, we will be reviewing New Blood Rising. Oh, no. So be ready for that. And Granny, so I should make her watch that show. And we're out of time, everybody. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. Talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.